Hi, this is Eric Ludi for the Daily Thunder Podcast. If you are enjoying these messages and want to take these truths even deeper, I invite you to join us in Windsor, Colorado at Ellerslie for one of our upcoming five-week or week-long discipleship training programs. Ellerslie's discipleship training has been designed to ignite your spiritual fire and to give you the tools for a Christianity that really works. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com. It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ live every weekday morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com. So it's been a fun week uh, focusing on manhood specifically, which is one of my passion points. I, I, I sense a, a need inside of myself uh, to rise up to a stronger place, uh, even in this generation right now. I feel a yearning and a desire to see my boys uh, fitted uh, as men for this hour uh, of trial and hour of challenge. And I have a desire to see the church of Jesus Christ rise up. Uh, we see in Isaiah 3, the first signal of judgment on a nation isn't what we usually think. It's not drought, it's not disease, it's not invasion by foreign armies. It's actually the removal of masculine strength. When the masculine strength departs from a culture, from a generation, from any nation, you actually begin to see that as the first breakdown. And in this country, that's what we're seeing. We're watching manhood begin to dissipate. We're watching the strength of manhood. The strength of manly church leaders is, is not as common as it used to be today. And to the point where, you know, you try and count them on your hand, you're like, wow, there's not that many that actually have a strength in their presence, a strength in their voice, a conviction that is willing to stand even if they have to die standing there. And, oh, it is something that we so desperately need to see cultivated and stirred back up. And it is not too late, would be my statement. And so as we're going through this week, uh, just dealing with this idea of the immovable man, I love this subtitle, built to stand when others sit. We need men that are built to stand when others are sitting. We need men that are built to speak when others are silent. We need men who are built to do something when no one is willing to do something. We need men, godly men. And so uh, throughout this week, we've been building in a five-part series these qualities that are essential to the formation of such immovable manhood. This one is called empowered. It's part five. So the final piece of this, a man is unable, just with the husk of masculinity, okay? So I have a body, and it's a man's body. And it is a gift from heaven, and it has an amazing amount of potential in it. It has muscular potential. It has the ability to move fast and strongly. It has a deeper voice. It has uh, qualities that we would recognize as manly. However, in and of itself, it is unable to fulfill the commission that God Almighty has given it. Just because I have a manly frame, just because I have testosterone in this body does not mean that this body is ready to carry out the Almighty's commission upon it. There is something from outside that needs to invade this life. This body has great potential, yes, 
But this life is going to fail and flop miserably if it attempts to live just out of its own natural resource. I need to be resourced out of something heavenly. I need to allow something from another realm to actually transcend and transfer itself into this body and change it. And so throughout this week, we've been building on that. First of all, we talked about the Adam to Jesus transition, where we were all in Adam upon birth, and so we're in a descendancy of Adam. We've inherited Adam's weaknesses. So though Adam, again, was, had the right frame, and it was a powerful frame of manhood, he was missing something. So though he had so much potential, he could not, in his own strength, muster what was needed because he lost it in the Garden of Eden. He lost the Holy Spirit. So once the Holy Spirit was removed from Adam and subsequently from every generation, what you see is what I've oftentimes termed a sack of cement. It's the raw materials, but it needs the living water. It needs something from the outside to be stirred in and mixed in so that those natural qualities could actually be utilized for God purposes. So the immovable man, five characteristics of strength. This fifth one is what we could term, he must be filled with living water. So that's a good cement to concrete type of idea. If cement is going to become what it was intended to be, which is concrete, it's not meant to just stay in that bag. It's meant to be utilized to form a firm foundation which can withstand winds and rains and incredible hurricanes. You see, this is God's purpose for us as men, is not to just be the sack of cement. It's like, oh yeah, it's a good sack of cement, weighs a lot. But to actually be something formidable in this generation, to be something that works and that has action applied to it and that actually changes the world in which we live. He must be filled with living water. So the idea of living water in Scripture is very interesting. I'm just going to do a very simple overview of it. Life water. Doesn't that sound like some drink you'd go to the local convenience store and, and pick up? Life water, you see, we, we use the term living water, but what you see is there's, there's two facets uh, to life water, and that is blood uh, is, to the, to the Jewish mind, it's, it's a symbol of life. And so when you have blood and you have water, what you have is life water. You have the, something that is alive mixed with the water, and you have living water. And so Jesus is going to have his side pierced, and out of his side is going to flow two things, blood and water, living water. And so what we see all throughout the Old Testament is this temple, and then out of this temple is flowing a river, and it's called a river of life. It's called living water water. It's, it has all sorts of different terms to it throughout scriptures, a river that makes glad. And yet this river is then going to be likened in the New Testament to Jesus. He's going to make it, make it clear that this is the Holy Spirit. So life water, the river that flows from the throne. So Revelation 22, 1 and then verse 17, he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. And let him that is a thirst come, and whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Boy, if there's water of life, we definitely want it. Where does it flow from? It flows from the throne. And yet on that throne is a lamb that appears slain. And so what we see is whatever took place on that cross is still the reality that we have. Jesus 
came to this earth to give something because it's actually the Father that wants to give us something. Not that Jesus doesn't, but Jesus is being an expression of the love of the Father who loves us so much that he's willing to give his only begotten Son. And that, that side is going to be pierced and out of that side is going to come forth the gift, the gift of God's very presence, the gift of God's very Spirit. It flows from that throne to us so that we could live You see, God intended this body of a man to be something so much more. But for it to become so much more, we need to thirst for something more. We need to desire it and crave it. And as it says in Revelation 22, and whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. This is something that doesn't have a cost to it in a sense where you need to earn billions of dollars to be able to purchase this incredible eternal water. However, it does cost you something. It's not that you have a transaction of payment. It's just that to receive it, you need to give up all that is currently filling you. You see, you are like a vessel, and God does want to pour in his living water. But when you have polluted water inside of you, self-water is what we could call it instead of life water, what do you need to do? You need to repent. You need to be emptied. You need to be dumped out so that you can be filled. There's just a lot of stuff that we hold on to as men. Dreams, desires, ambitions, yearnings are just our pride. We, we don't want to be seen as weak. And as long as we hold on, we will never be what God intended us to be. But when we let go, the way Abraham let go of Isaac, then we see God utilizing that willingness to empty, that willingness to become poor in spirit, to actually transform our life with living water. The Ezekiel temple, the picture of the perfect man. So there's this temple in the book of Ezekiel that was never built. And it's a a very interesting picture because we, we get in detail measurements of it. I think it's like Isaiah 43 through 47, somewhere in there where you see this man of God with the, you know, the rod and he's measuring it out and Ezekiel is witnessing all this. And then after he gets done, he says, show these, this pattern, show these measurements to the, the people of God, that they would be uh, convicted of their uh, sin. I mean, why would the measurements of a house convict anyone of sin unless that measurement was the way a man ought to be? This is the way a man ought to be. This is the perfect temple and you are not that perfect temple. And as a result, you see your need. Now, what's interesting is in this perfect temple, there is something taking place, and that is from the altar is going to bust forth a river. It's like a fountainhead that's going to gush out of the river and into the land. It's actually going to go ultimately into the Dead Sea and cause it to teem with life. And so what you see is, let's just picture this as a man. Out of this man, this perfect man, which of course we're being shaped into and conformed into as Christians, there is going to be a river that is gushing forth, a life. Now, earlier in the week, I talked about humility and the essential ingredient that humility is, that it's like water in any river is always going to take the lowest place. And so that which is flowing out of you is actually, or that which is in you and flowing out of you is that which is seeking the lowest place. And so what we see in this picture, which is an incredible picture of the Holy Spirit, is this river that is gushing forth, and then the man of God is going to measure a thousand cubits, and Ezekiel is going to walk into it. At first, it's just up to his ankles, but then as he walks a thousand cubits, it's up to his knees. And then he's going to measure another thousand cubits, it's up to his waist. And then he's going to measure another thousand cubits, it's up to his chin. 
You see, this is the same progression we're going to have in our life. You see, we need something from the outside. We need this river. But we need to willingly agree to walk into deeper waters. We need to willingly give up more and more of our life. And what you'll see with this river is the same thing you'll see in us. Is that with the progression of agreement with the way this river is going, I'm going to walk with the river. I'm going to go where the river is taking me. As you move in that direction, there is less of you and more of the river. Less of you, more of the river. Less of you, more of the river. This is the work of grace in our life. And as a result, we are participating in that which is bringing life into this earth. God, for whatever reason, chose us as vehicles, as carrying vehicles of his life. He put it in us. Now he's saying, share it with others. We're built as men to share the life of God, but to do that, we need to be willing to give up our life. John 7, 38, he who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. This isn't just Jesus that out of his heart is going to flow rivers of living water, but it's out of ours. And of course, what a great scripture. John 19, 34, but one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear and immediately blood and water came out. You see, what draws out the living water out of Jesus? The point of a spear. What draws out the living water out of us? The point of a spear. The difficulties we face in this life. When we as men are ready to suffer, we're ready to do the hard thing in this generation, then out of our life is going to gush forth the life of God. This is the pattern. It always has been the pattern. This is the Jesus pattern. This is how he saved the world. This is why he saved us. It's not so that we could just live fat and happy and you know, build our bomb shelter and hide in it right now, but so that we could go into this world, stand upright, chin lifted high, knowing we represent the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We got one shot at this thing called life, and I want us to cherish it and use it to the fullest expression from cement to concrete. So all throughout this week, we've been talking about that, that idea of you know, being the sack full of all the right materials, but needing something from the outside to enter in and be stirred in and change us into something formidable. So the Monday was he must be a second. The second one was he must be a first sufferer. Then he must be utterly dependent. The fourth one, he must be humble. And then today's he must be filled with the Holy Spirit. So I know a lot of you have sort of the eebie-jeebies with the Holy Spirit. It's like, oh, well, we don't talk about the Holy Spirit. One of my good buddies, you know, said, yeah, I grew up in a church that's uh, called the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Bible. We can't even mention the Holy Spirit. I understand. I really do. The Holy Spirit has been maligned, been misused, been misapplied, and oftentimes things even done in the flesh have had the title of being the Holy Spirit and being done in the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit is God. The reason we're even acquainted with Jesus Christ is because the Holy Spirit has made him known to us. He is the biggest fan of Jesus Christ. And it is critical that we allow the Holy Spirit to take ownership of that which was purchased on the cross by Jesus' shed blood. And so the Holy Spirit needs to come in. And we need to give God the keys to our home, to this temple, and say, God, it is no longer mine. It was bought with a price. You own it, you operate it. From this day forward, it's no longer my life, but it's your life. And this is how a godly man functions. 
And when a, when a man yields his life and allows the Holy Spirit to come in and begin to renovate, change, alter, and now communicate a different message out of this life, this is when this world changes. And so, yes, we could look around us right now and say, wow, it sure does look dark out there. Well, that can change on a dime when we as men suddenly rise up and agree with God Almighty. And we say, enough of me trying to run my own life. Lord Jesus, I want you to run this life. Here it is. Lord Jesus, I ask that you would run our lives. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would bring us to a place of submissiveness, to a place of surrender, to a place of givingness, that you would take what is rightfully yours. Lord, we ask for a revival in this hour. We ask that you would do something in this hour in your church that maybe has never been done throughout history. Lord, if you need to sober us somehow, some way, the way you did by striking down Ananias and Sapphira, I pray that you would. I pray that the fear of God would once again come upon us as the body of Christ, that we would not think about self, but we would think about you. This is all for you, unto you, Lord Jesus. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that the world would know you. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder episodes are released every day, Monday through Friday, from our campus in Windsor, Colorado. And our weekly sermon is delivered live at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings with a delayed live stream available at noon Mountain Time. Go to ellerslie.com forward slash daily to get all the details. Thanks for listening.